G'day listeners, this episode is proudly brought to you by our major sponsor, subshq.com.au. Use code BENS15 at checkout to receive 15% off on your next purchase. What is going on listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Matter Mentality podcast. Uh, now, if you are joining us from the most recent episode, you know we got a little bit heavier and deeper on victimhood and playing the victim, where we draw the line and the expectations we kind of have on our clients and ourselves as a business and the kind of values that we set forth in order to, you know, progress in life and actually take on the burden and responsibility of progression, not victimhood. Now, to continue from that, uh, this episode, we're going to dive into a little bit more of overcoming victimhood. So as we've talked about, you kind of have to have a reason to why you were doing things. You need a, a purpose of the things that are happening and how to push through them and how to overcome them. And obviously the the bigger the reason, the bigger the meaning that you have or the greater the meaning you have towards that goal, the more powerful it is to assist you in the endeavor of overcoming any problems that you have faced or been through or experienced. Now, this would refer to, I guess you would say, having a goal, having a reason, having a meaning to what you are doing and why you are doing it. That is the key to overcoming these problems. You need to have a reason as to where you're going, why you're getting up in the morning, a reason to take on the burden and responsibility of the bullshit that is in life and the problems that you will face. Otherwise, what is the point? You simply just keep experiencing them over and over again because there's nothing else to do. So why a goal? What is a goal? How do we set goals? Why are we setting goals? And what type of goals are we setting? Well, this all actually plays a very big part in sort of the outcome you're going to achieve. There's so much more intricate detail to goal setting nowadays that we actually understand and comprehend from the, the more motivational goal setting science comparatively to just saying smart goals. I knew forever, I, I remember from, from a long time ago growing up that in our, our sports programs, in our performance programs, we're always told the smart goals are the be all end all and that we should just simply you know set a specific and measurable goal, an achievable goal, make sure it's realistic and has a time frame on it. And that's it. That's all you need. That's great. However, goal science has so much more to it in psychologically and emotionally to connect to that goal to help someone achieve the outcome that we're trying to reach and actually sustain the duration, the destiny, the destination to actually uh, sustain the course and be and get to where they're trying to get to. So I guess firstly, a goal, if we're going to look at it from the perspective of confronting the burdens of life and taking life on it is the aim or the specific desire of achieving something and setting forth a plan of action to undertake in order to make that outcome happen now in saying that there's a lot more to it than just simply saying here's a plan off you go everyone's great with a plan your plan goes to shit when you're hit with life mike tyson said of the best everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the face so how do we sustain the problems? How do we sustain the goal? How do we sustain everything when that punch comes and inevitably hits us in the face? The first thing that we need to consider when we are setting goals, when we are really trying to achieve something significant, we're trying to set the, the goal that we're trying to achieve is ask ourselves, what are our values? What defines us as a person? What defines the life that we want to live if we were to break it down to three to five characteristics of a person? Not traits, not actions, values. What, what do we value as an individual purpose, a, a person? They could be any, a, you could kind of consider them to be, you could almost kind of consider them like the, the principles or standards or behaviors that one uses to determine or judge what is important to their life. What is the life they're trying to lead? What is going to lead them to a fulfilling, a fulfilling and self-actualizing life? 
not just in life it is towards something they've been told to do or mundane or they don't enjoy doing but when the time comes that they never look back on their life they can come to the the arrival that they have actually lived a fulfilling life to them that they did what they wanted to achieve they lived the way they wanted to live and that it served a purpose of meaning to them so if we were to say that understanding three to five values that you have as a person help us align and connect emotionally and psychologically with the physical and tangible goal that we're trying to achieve because we know there is inevitably going to be a period of time where those goals become hard life gets in the way problems happen hiccups occur and we have to face the choices of what we do how do we continue? Should we continue? Why would we uh, deviate? You know, it's easier to say no. It's easier to stop. It's easier to quit. Is, is that aligned with our values? Is that in line with us as a person? Is it aligned with us as individuals? Is it aligned with the values that we have set forth and we are attempting to live by? Because if it's not, we're able to make value-orientated decisions that will take us inevitably towards the goal we're trying to achieve, even when things get hard. We call this a choice point. And we'll go a bit further that in, in, into that in a moment. But essentially, this allows us to kind of govern and guide the life we're trying to live so that even in moments of doubt, stress, problems, uh, traumatic experiences, if in, in the face of these problems, we can set decisions based on what we value a fulfilling life would be, what we, what we determine our values are and how they should kind of govern our behaviors. So understanding values is first. Then we would have what matter would deem and has been deemed by uh, people like Steve Coppler as high hard goals. This is where I hate the term realistic or impossible because there are very different perspectives of realistic. And it's something I've talked about many times, but when someone else determines for you or decides for you what is or isn't realistic, it is created from the perspective of their percep perception and what they are deeming to be possible or impossible and what they think is achievable based on their life and experiences, not yours and your capabilities. So if someone is too afraid or scared to achieve these things or go after these things or set goals like this, they're going to tell you that it's unrealistic. They're going to tell you that it's impossible. It can't be done. So the projection of their own insecurity is masked as care or uh, interest or intrigue in your goals. And they're going to cover that up with saying things like, you know, it can't be done. But the reality is that if you do get it done, it makes them look bad. And so therefore the insecurity comes forth, but they don't want that on themselves. So de deciding for yourself what is and isn't realistic is a very, very big part of this. However, you know, this may come down to, you know, impossible being I'm not going to miraculously turn to seven feet tall and become African-American and play basketball. I'm not going to get an NBA contract. That's very, very impossible. But then there's what Steve has in the art of impossible known as soft impossibles or lower eye impossibles. These are things that to most people are probably impossible. They're probably pretty hard. They can't be done. However, it's not that it's impossible. It's that the work ethic required and the effort uh, required to put forth is lacking from these sorts of people. And therefore it can't be done or won't be done because they don't want to put into it. It's not to say that you can't do it. It's to say that they haven't or they haven't tried or they don't want to commit to it. So, you know, is something like starting a business is something like getting on a bodybuilding stage is something like running a four minute mile is going to space. Those things, you know, have been deemed impossible by many a people if not impossible, it's been deemed very, very, very hard to achieve. Yet it's all been done. We've all done it. People have done it. We've all been there. Sorry, we haven't all been there. People have been there in the face of the fact that someone's told them it's impossible. Every time someone determines that something is impossible without a very, very legitimate borderline genetic or physiological reason that can stop them, it's been done. The four-minute mile, space race, 
the electric car, the airplane, the knife, the 10 sub 10 second sprint, the 300 pound bodybuilder that's lean, the, the list goes on of what's been defined as borderline impossible yet it's been achieved. There is probably sporting records that I don't even know about that I can't comprehend that have been told that they can't be done. You know, big wave rides and things like that that are now just done all the time. The four minute mile was broken by Roger, Ban- Roger Bannister. It was told forever that no one's going to get under four minutes in a mile. It just can't be done. And he nailed it. And then ever since then, 10,000 plus people have achieved a four minute mile. And that was guaranteed to be impossible. It could not be done. So when you're setting that high, hard goal, you need to set something that is so hard and so challenging, but actually achievable that it stimulates the desire for one to perform and continually execute, but not so far out of reach that you're unmotivated by it. The goal is to kind of use it as a dangling carrot so that you can see it in front of you, you know that you're working towards it and you're trying to, you're striving to achieve something significant and important to you as a person, not to anyone else, not to friends, to family. The goal is important to you. And from that, you're able to set the, the emotional connection through your values to that outcome. And it kind of rests as a dangling carrot, you know, the, the donkey and the uh, carrot before the wagon to kind of guide and drive you to that continual point of effort even when things seem, seem like they're going wrong, like you, you don't have the energy to give and it will help sustain that course and that destination. So from there, we kind of have now our values. We have a high, hard goal. Then we're looking, it's kind of how you might term a, a subordinate goal and superordinate goal. And then we have the interim. So in that intermediate layer is where we start to set out the life processes that we need to set up or define or create in order to make the big goal happen. And we call this top-down processing. So we've got our values, then we've got our superordinate goal. That is our high, hard goal, the thing we're trying to achieve most, the thing that we are working towards that one destination or maybe two. Most people relatively have two, one to three goals that are really overarching everything. The intermediate level is where we start to define the areas in our life that we need to optimize in order to make this goal possible. So if you're a bodybuilder, that's going to be the nutrition, your training, your recovery, your income and your social life. Nailing these things, or might be relationships, relationships in total. Nailing these five things, understanding these five things is going to enable you to at least optimize those areas to make sure that the best possible result towards that high, hard goal is being set up and created. Now, from there, you have the ability to define each one of those with their own tangible metrics and criteria, and you're able to set up the 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 life that you need in those domains to create the reasonable outcome you're trying to achieve. So if it's relationships, it might be having the communication with friends and family about what you can and can't do for nutrition, for, sorry, for eating out, for family events, for birthdays, for social events, for social outings, for relationships and partners. For nutrition, it might be setting out exactly what you need to eat, your calories are, what your macros are, what your meals look like, timing them when you're going to consume them, how spaced out are they, what food sources are you using, finances. Can I finance this this behavior and these actions? Can I sustain the amount of food I need to eat? Can I sustain the supplements I need to take? Can I sustain my gym membership, my enrollments, my registration? How can I set up my finances to be in a position where I'm not going to go broke by doing this thing? Then you might look at your training. Is it to a specific outcome? Is it, is it, does it, is it a progressive program that's going to lead to a specific outcome in my overall physique development? Is it going to achieve the results that I want? Is it going to help me get to the destination I'm trying to get to? And then you might look at psychology again. So this will all kind of tie back in. Am I mentally set up and sound in a place where this is going to 
allow me to achieve this result over long term without collapsing, crumbling, breaking, hating everyone, hating life, blaming XYZ on X eating disorder and X uh, social body image issue. How have I set up my life mentally and psychologically to sustain this goal because it's going to be extreme? And this is just an example of how you can sort of, how you might break it down, but this is the the way in which you can start to take a very hard goal, a very impossible task or feat that people have defined as impossible. And you start to tangibly break it down into steps and processes that enables you to actually achieve them. Because from there, now we have these areas worked out. Then we set up the daily actions, the daily criteria of lists and things that we need to take over. So when we look at that high, hard goal, we can know that in these domains, we need to achieve these things. And to achieve those things requires daily interactions and daily activities that's going to enable that to progress forward and move us towards that outcome. Now, each week you, get, you can you can reflect on this. And so what we do at Matter and what our clients do with our goal setting is reflect weekly on the goals that you have set, what your weekly actions look like, reflect on the week that's been, how can you be better? What actions are you focusing on this week that's going to take you towards that goal? Is it, you know, if it's getting shredded, is it, sticking to calories, eating the calories provided, which is probably going to be a decrease in total calories, landing in a net deficit to increase fat loss. Is it going to be getting optimal sleep? Is it going to be making sure you turn up to work still without losing your job, making sure you're hydrated, making sure that you're well-fed, make sure you're eating properly and eating the food when you need to without cheating and without uh, you know eating off plan, without over-consuming calories. Uh, cheat's a bad word, I already regret using that. Without slipping off your total intake and... Uh, you know, missing meals or overeating meals that's going to lead to you being further and further away. All these things now become daily actionable behaviors that is taking you inch by inch closer towards that goal. So if we connect this back to the previous episode, regardless of what your goal is as a person, if it is shaped and framed in the right way, the inevitable or the logical conclusion should be that it's always you progressing and striving towards that positive outcome that is going to lead to you evolving and progressing as a person. The goal itself is not so much the concern. When people get caught up in other people's goals, it blows my mind because the goal itself shouldn't really be the concern or the major issue. Is this person progressively aiming to be better and better each day as an individual? And how is that going to culminate in the life and the life they're trying to live? If they are building a positive, progressive, developing life, who cares what the goal is per se, provided they aren't doing harm to others. It may not be in line with the life you want to live. It may not be in line with the life that you enjoy. It might be in line with the values that you have. That's not your concern to have unless it starts to affect and hurt yourself or others around you because of that person's goal. If the person is aiming to progress and move forward and they're setting these goals that are beyond what you comprehend as normal or acceptable or crazy or realistic, if in each day they are being a better and better person, progressing and striving in life with the attempt to be better than they were the day before, it is not your position to stop them. Yet we somehow think that we should, or you know, people get caught up in others' goals and what they think is acceptable and okay. And it blows my mind because what's normal to one, as we've talked about before, is not normal to the other, is not normal to the other, is not normal to the other. The greater the degree of the goal the greater the intensity of sacrifice that you have to give up in order to make that goal possible. So if you don't have a high hard goal that is crazy in nature, that is rather extreme, you cannot comprehend what it's like to be the person that has one making the decisions and sacrifices in order to make that possible. So take that as you will. But when you, if you hear someone else setting a crazy goal, it's not your job to tell them it's impossible. It's your job to say, hey, are you actually sound for this? Are you set up for this? Is this going to happen? Can you make this happen? Are you willing to put in the work required? Because if you're not, there's no point starting. But it's not for me to decide what is or isn't realistic. 
No one would have believed Elon Musk that he's going to make a trillion dollar company. No one would have believed Jeff Bezos is making a trillion dollar company. No one would have believed Michael Jordan that he's taking six rings. These things that people define at some point or another as impossible or can't be done were eventually done by someone. And that now deems that task possible. A trillion dollar business is now possible. Six rings in the NBA, now possible. All these feet that people consider to be extremities or, or outliers or can't be done or shouldn't be done and shouldn't aim for them is based on their fear or insecurity of what they are considered possible and what they've attempted to do. And it frustrates me to no end because it is not our job to concern ourselves with that. It's to make sure that we should be setting our own crazy goals. We should be setting our own high, hard goals with the attempt to achieve something significant in life so great that it overcomes the bearing of the pain, the suffering, the frustration, the anger, the anchoring that comes from life and enables us to achieve achieve something more important than those things. So therefore it's worth waking up for in the morning. It's worth waking up and doing and striving towards and trying to achieve and trying to reach because each day you inevitably are working towards something greater than yourself and greater than where you are, which is going to require you to forcibly evolve and get better and improve, which inevitably is going to lead to you becoming a better human. And it's going to leave a better mark for the people that come after you. That should always be the goal, regardless of what the defined goal is. That is the goal that we're trying to achieve. To wrap that all up, we then have an individual sort of choice, which has been a huge proponent for me when it comes to my bodybuilding career, to my dieting, to my training, to my business, my overall life is the recognition of choice that comes in each moment when we are presented with options. And every single moment you're presented with, you know, let's say you're on a calorie deficit and the office has cakes and donuts and ice cream and beer and wine every, every Friday. Every Friday, you now know that you are presented with a choice. And we call this a choice point. To the right of the arrows is the life you're trying to live, the goals that you are striving towards, the values that you are living or claim that you want to live by. The left arrow is things that are going to take you away from where you want to be. They're the unaligned values that you live by, that you don't live, want to live by. They're the actions you don't want to embody in, in, in or that's going to take you away from the goals you're trying to live and the values you're trying to live. The dead center of it, we have the current choice situation. We have the current moment that you're in, the current circumstance, experience, the situation. Shapes a big old V. Now, in every single choice, in every single moment that we are presented with options, we are given the duality of the the dichotomy of choice is the choice I'm about to make going to take me towards the outcome I want, the life I want to live and the goals that I've set, or is it going to take me away? When you stop yourself in that, in that immediate decision-making process and think on this question, you are immediately empowering yourself to make the cognitive decision that what you are doing is what you actually want and that you are able to comprehend and understand that that decision comes with consequences. If you take the one away from it, it's going to take you away from your goals. You have to accept that for every one of those that you do and every one of those decisions you make, you're one step further away from the goal that you are setting and vice versa. Inversely, the more of these towards points that you make, the more of these towards choices that you make, the greater and closer the degree to which you come to that goal and the more likely it is to occur. Now, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to reach those goals, but it enables you to get more wins or more Ws each day, more choices towards the outcome you want is going to take you closer and closer towards the goal occurring or at least being in a position where you can reach it. At the very least, in a day like that, full of a week like that, with a month like that into a year like that, 
if the worst possible case is that you haven't reached that goal, you're now closer to achieving that than you ever were before because you're accumulating accumulating and striving to achieve more wins each day in those decision-making processes that's going to get you towards that outcome than if you were to not make them or you make away choices that end up with you stepping further and further back. If you can make those choices in the moment when you know you have your daily actions list and each one of the domains in your life has been optimized to achieve that high, hard goal that you have set, then guess what? You are going to inevitably either reach the goal or be in a much better position than before you started. That's just kind of where I I like to go with goal setting. You know, there's a whole list of data and, and studies that have supported the benefits of, of uh, goal setting and the power that goal setting has. There was a study done in at... Yale University. Um, and it's kind of a big one to come back to to kind of finish up here. There was a myth that circulated around yeah, uh, Harvard Business that they conducted this study where those who had um, who had goals in their business department, 70% of them went on to run successful businesses or make seven-figure seven businesses or seven-figure incomes. And of course, this was a myth when they actually dove into the research. This study was never actually conducted. However, there was a Yale professor who found that this study was this the idea of this study was so empowering so uh so deep that they were willing to explore the potential of this research and see what it actually led to and they found that those who had a goal versus those who had nothing were already yes like the research had said in the myth in a much more likely position to achieve the goal they were setting then from there there was more levels to it Set a goal that you are um, uh, you are connected to with your values. Tell your friends about those goals. Write those goals down. Act on those goals each day and reflect on them versus all of the groups beforehand. The group that did all of those five things was close to 65% on average more likely to achieve the goal they set than if they haven't done those things. That in line with what I've just told you should blow your mind about how important it is to have a goal in place about something that you want to achieve and work towards, not just a, a physical, a physiological or appearance-based goal. Like I want to lose five kilos or, you know, I want to be able to run a kilometer or, you know, I want to go to the gym three times a week. Those aren't goals. They're more like task lists or action lists. When you set a goal, use this criteria and actually set up something that you can connect to and utilize as a pathway and a plan to achieve a specific thing in your life you want to reach. Once you do that, you actually have a chance of making it happen. Because if all you want to do is lose five kilos, it's not going to sustain when things get hard or even if you reach that five kilos, it's not telling you why you want to keep it or to keep it off or to progress from there and move further forward. Goals realistically, if we look at the 85 to 95 to 100 years of life we have, are going to be evergreen in process, continually expanding and growing and changing. Once you tick something off, it is not done. You're not done with it. It's not, that's not the end. It's not finished. It should be the next thing and the next thing. Because every time we're setting a goal, we are progressively aiming to get better each and every day. There's going to land that goal possible. So if we're looking at setting goals consistently, we should be reviewing them, reflecting on them, seeing how we can progress and get better, seeing how we can set the next goal once we've reached that destination. Before I even reach the goal that I've set, I will always have another goal behind it I'm trying to get towards. So I'm able to be present in the moment when I have the goal and I've reached it but I already know that that's not it and I'm working towards the next thing now. Creating and expanding incremental markers and checkpoints that I'm working towards so that when I reach them, I'm not just full of arrogance or cockiness or overconfidence or pride. I'm simply reflecting on that I got here 
and I'm able to move forward past that and go on to the next thing. That means that I'm able to be present in the situation, enjoy the moment for what it was, but I do not get cocky, I don't get overconfident, overbearing. I'm simply now striving to the next thing. I did a show, cool. Did I win? No. Okay, then I'm on to the next show. Am I working towards next season? How do I improve? Did I add more size? Do I add more weight? Do I more muscle? Am I more conditioned? Okay, cool. What's next? To the next show. Have I won yet? No. Okay, same thing, repeat. Oh, I want a show? Cool. Did I win the next show? Did I win my pro card? Have I got a pro card? Okay, all these things are meaning that every time I achieve something significant, I am embracing and accepting it. However, I am not stagnant and I'm not standing still in a river that's flowing pretty heavily. I'm not trying to stand still and waste time. I'm moving with it. And I'm going in the direction I need to be going consistently at the bare minimum, I'm striving at least a small pace towards the goal I'm trying to achieve and then continuing past that. Now, something that some people, I find a lot of people struggle with is that they'll reach a goal, they'll reach a body weight goal, they'll reach a, a training goal, something like that. And then all of a sudden it's over. And then they've done the six-week challenge, they've done the 12-week challenge, and then what? And then it's straight back to the food they restricted, it's straight back to the lifestyle they avoided, it's straight back to the behaviors that they were changing, that they hadn't changed. The plan has stopped, the coaches had stopped, the system has stopped, and now it's back to doing what they're doing. And all the weight comes back, and now they're just repeating the same goal. And it's cyclical. Because there isn't anything progressing and striving past what they've already done. So when you take this and you go do what you want with it, make sure that you are reflecting, reviewing on what your values are. You're setting a goal that is beyond the current skill set that you have that is going to force you to adapt and get better. There's going to be just enough out of reach that people don't tell you that you're crazy, but that it requires skill to actually develop and get better at so that you can make it happen. Set up the domains in your life that need to be optimized and created to make this goal possible. And then you create the daily actions and tasks in those individual domains and environments that enable that goal to happen. Because no one exists in a vacuum. It's not just simply, here's my goal, off I go. There are individual components to the goal that you have in the life that you have that are going to require daily actions and daily donations of the fee that is required to make that goal possible. So that is how matter views goals. It is how I view goals. It is how I think goals should be, uh, should be looked at and considered to be important, to be significant, to help you to achieve something in life that you're trying to get to. And from there, it's up to you what you do with it and how much you implement. You make your own way of doing it. I don't care. It's entirely up to you. If you need help with them, please reach out. Book in a consult. Coaching is still available. Our courses are still open. There is still room for uh, for consultations. So please do not hesitate to reach out and book in. Um, if you have any other questions, don't hesitate to message us, email us, find us on Instagram at matter underscore athletica or ben underscore Mayfield Smith underscore. And from there, we can get going together and actually start piecing some things and put them in place. Um, right, that is us for this episode. That is from me. Uh, like I said, if you have any questions, please reach out, send me a message, get in contact, leave a comment, leave a review, whatever you do. Um, and I will chat to you again in the next episode. Cheers, guys.